we're going to go down a road here of not just talking about worship, but a call to action and how we are put here to fulfill a purpose. And sometimes figuring out that purpose is a struggle and it might hurt a little bit, but all in all, God has something incredible planned for us. So join us as we kind of work through that. Uh, Sit back, relax, and welcome to The Truth Response. The Truth Response. So this morning, uh, for those who were not here, um, not part of the crazy... Um, this is October 3rd. Oh, that's right. Cause this, this is, is October be, 3rd that we're gonna, talking about. Yeah. So um, for those of you who weren't there on October 3rd as part of the praise team. So, yeah, we, uh, we, I was, uh, voluntold <laughs> that I was going to do a communion meditation. It was completely out of the blue. And, uh, I was flipping through my phone trying to figure out something to work with. And then somebody, somebody, and I think it was actually you just said, don't overthink it. Let the Holy Spirit do its thing. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know remember. who said it. I, somebody came out of the blue from it. Felt like it came from the right side of, of where I was sitting, and I said okay. So I threw my phone down and I just started uh, talking, and uh, I ended up talking about um, the church and the sacrifice that Christ made on the cross. Not only saves us, but it keeps us on track just because of relations we. You know, relationships that I wouldn't normally have outside of the church. Well, you said, you, the, the exact thing you said was, it doesn't just save us, it saves us from ourselves. Exactly, that's exactly and, right. And I think that that is self-explanatory. I, I don't think you have to explain that one to people. I, that, it makes sense, like, you get in your own way, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and, that's what, and that's what I meant, because um, you, you kind of look from from this point backwards and you're kind of like man you know if there wasn't a dramatic change in what was uh and what i was doing and that change only could have happened through christ right um it would have been a completely different story yeah you know yeah um, i mean lizzie i interviewed lizzie a couple weeks ago you know and she got to tell her story a little bit um and we had our kind of our collective story a little bit in there and and how i mean we stepped out of what makes sense to most people you know like the we had it made like we had a little house we had a nice little bit of property you know like it wasn't wasn't anything huge but like we had a corner lot you know middle of kansas you know and so i think she paid i think the the loan for the house it was a two bed one bath about 1200 square foot it was about what it was um she paid or she the loan was seventy four thousand dollars, right and this was seven years ago um and so we were paying six hundred dollars a month which was above and beyond what we had we were paying on principal you know like we were paying extra you know and so like it we had full-time jobs we weren't in a church we were kind of hitting missing on saturdays and and uh if it hadn't been for god being like in our lives and important to us 
A, she wouldn't have tried to start looking for jobs. But B, we wouldn't have taken a part-time job 1,400 miles away and with no certainty of me getting a job at any point. You know, like, well, I mean, I would have gotten a job. But, like, just leaving. I, I mean, three days before I actually left. She left a month before me. Three days before I actually left, I was offered a job. It, I mean, it was, like, on on the wire, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so like... But that doesn't make sense. And had had Christ not been so much a part of our lives and important to us, even though we had gone like a year of no church, like uh, pretty much no church, um, like if he hadn't been such a part of our life, we would have gotten in our own way because it completely makes sense to stay where you're at because you've got you've got full time jobs. You're able to pay. We were able to do whatever we wanted to do, you know? Like, we could go out and play golf or mini golf, not golf golf, <laughs> mini golf, go on dates, you know, go to the movies, do what, do whatever we wanted to, right? right? And, and our schedules were not the same, but similar enough that we could do things together, you know? We were at home every night. We didn't have to work overnights, you know? And, and so, like, there was all these things that the world without Christ says – this is a good setup. You know, I, we weren't making tons of money, but like, you're you are in a good spot. Like, you are comfortable. You can save money. You can do all these different things. Um, you can have whatever you want. But instead, we had Christ, and He said, "Go," and we did. Mm-hmm. Like, so not only does He like protect us from ourselves, but like. He shows up whenever he asks us to step out, right? Right. And right. so, like now, I mean, it's been a struggle, but as we shared, like it, it, God showed up big, you know. Like Lizzie and ended up, she's full time now, you know. We got a house, took Habitat for Humanity, and you know, three and a half, four years later, but we've got a house, you know. I guess it's yeah, about three and a half years, um, and so we, we're in a house now, and uh. Oh, yeah. Before she or after she accepted the job, she found out she was pregnant. And you know what I mean? Like, so like now where we're at, we are a hundred times better off than where we were. But without Christ, we would have never seen that as a possibility. Right. You know, and so just putting putting flesh to that idea that without Christ, we get in our own way and he saves us from ourselves like even the the decisions that don't seem to matter now he saves us from from the wrong ones mm-hmm. as long as we're seeking to follow him exactly you know? so so yeah no that that hit home to me too um i don't know much i mean i know a little bit of your story i know they don't in the the people listening, Podcast, all of you guys um, out there don't know a lot of Mark's story, but we know a little bit. I mean, you've, you've talked about some of your pasts before, um, but not so much, I don't think, about your coming and going uh, from the church okay. and some of the interesting... Because that, uh, to me, that's a interesting... Because you felt... You said this morning that you felt called to step away from the church for a little bit here, this church, this church, this church and go to another church for a little bit, but how thankful you are that God brought you back here and how much it feels like home. I mean, that's kind of the sentiment I got from, from what you were talking about this morning. So, and you had said that you've said that to me before too, but like just 
Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, well, I, I can share that. I'd like to go, you know, actually do the whole story if that's okay. Tell, tell it. Tell so, it. um, <clears throat> I've always been, uh, <laughs> I've always been kind of, I guess, jealous, quote unquote, jealous of uh, those big conversion stories where you you hear about these guys who who go through, you know, who are all messed up and they're all drugged out and that kind of thing, and they 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 come to this big saving moment. Um, I never had that because I was brought up in the church from kindergarten. Um, yeah, it was back in kindergarten when I started going to private school. I'm the same all the same way, way through eighth grade. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, I was born in the church. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, like I was I was literally diapers up, you know. So, yeah, I feel I feel that. Yeah. I mean, in, in my uh, my brother, Steve, um, was the one that made sure my parents kept me in, in, in private school. Um, you know, there's nine years between me and my next brother, Mike, and then there's um, Steve and then Tony. So Steve would be number three. How, how many years are in between you two? Um, it was so nine. Uh, there's about eleven years. Wow. Yeah, yeah. eleven or twelve Surprise. years, something like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't have one of those big, humongous conversion stories, but I my story is more of how God never gives up, right? Because in yeah. in my, you know, I went from private school to public school when I was in high school. That's a culture shock, right? Um, so there was a time of just trying to be accepted. And you kind of stray, but uh, all through that, you know, you can see the points where God was like, uh, "You're not going to stray that far." You know, He always put somebody in my life somewhere along the line to kind of say, "Hey, I'm sitting here waiting on you." Yeah, you know what I mean. So um, that's the really cool part about my story. I don't have a big conversion story, but I have that story of um, of a of a of a savior that never gave up on me. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, so I left the church two different uh, two different times. The first time was kind of a I this don't know church, right? this, this church is what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah Rise Christian up to this this well, point. Yeah, right. Like, Rise Christian slash Lehigh Acres Christian. Um, right. So the first time was basically it was more of a what I consider a doctrinal problem. Um, okay. Somebody said something to me that I didn't really agree with, um, and then I went back to a pastor that I had back in West Palm Beach, who was my mentor, who sure. did a lot of discipleship with me, and we discussed it, and we decided, okay, yeah, maybe this isn't the, maybe this isn't the deal. Um, but fast forward about a year and a half, I was doing uh, somebody from this church, uh, Lehigh Acres at the Christian time, uh, Lehigh Acres Christian at the time, uh, came and saw me somewhere. I can't remember the whole nuts and bolts of it, uh, but said, hey, uh, you need to come back. Um, there's been some leadership changes and that kind of thing. I came back for a while. Um, and then toward about a year-ish ago, give or take, um, it was the weirdest thing. I got hooked up with, I was... Well, it was it was a little more than a year ago. Right. Because a year ago is about how long you've been I've back. I've been back, okay. So it would have been probably two? Two years. Two or three. Something like that. Because I was gone for a while. I was gone for you a little You left over before the previous pastor left, right? Correct. Okay. So then it's been like, it's been closer to two or three, three years maybe. So, wow. um, And that was, uh, that was a weird time because it wasn't that I was really unhappy here, um, but I could feel myself not, 
I don't there want... was a lot of things going on. Yeah. I felt that I felt it too. It was yeah. like I couldn't find my 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 fit. Right. You know, even though I was playing on the praise team and, and, and things were going fairly well. And it was kind of a strange dynamic, I, I would assume for you, because you were the youth or not the youth, you were the worship leader. Mm-hmm. And then not and I became the tech guy, but not the worship leader. It was kind of just a weird dynamic that happened and shifted there. Right. All of a sudden. Right. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know the, all of your side of the story of any of it, and and not that you and I have anything at all, you know. But it was just a strange. It felt so weird. It was dynamic really- when that shift happened. Um, it just was weird. Yeah, it was a strange time. I feel like for even myself in the church with all of that, you know. So, um, and it was it, the way that all started um, was I was at work. Um, I'm passing through the tech area where techs are kind of gathered, gathering parts and getting ready for the day. And I heard one of the techs swing around and tell a, um, another tech. And I don't know what the conversation was all about, but I heard him say, I need a bass player. And I literally stopped dead in my tracks. And I turned around and looked at this guy. I go, well, I play bass. What do you need? And, uh, oh, my church is looking for this and that. And it started out just as, come in here and help us with our, right. our our Christmas program or some kind of program. Yeah, it was something short-term. Sh- very short-term. Somebody was out. There was somebody out for a couple of weeks, too, that you had filled in for them after that, too, right? Like, mm-hmm. there was somebody temporarily out or something, supposedly? Well, their their uh, their bass player was gone. Because you were bouncing back and forth. You were right. playing here still exactly. at that time, too. Exactly. So their bass, their bass player was gone. Something happened with them. Um. They had some kind of falling out there. Um, so I left. Well, I didn't really leave here. I went over there, played a couple of programs and any, everything else. And it was one of those things. And, I mean, you play. You, yeah. you know, you play guitar. It was one of those things where I walked in and I started playing with these guys. And it was just a mesh. mesh. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's one of those, you know, once in a blue moon kind of situations where everything was clicking. And it was, yeah. it was close to perfect. Right. Which is rare with... And musicians in general, like yeah, just just walking in and it meshing. I mean, you usually have to build that you got, up. You got to you know? work at it, yeah. You know? So that mesh happened, and I was like, "Wow, okay, this is really cool." So they kept inviting me to come back, and and the more I played, I just felt this this calling, like you need to you need to move on. I still don't fully understand why God would put that on me, um, other than there was when I was gone. Um, and I'm just going to flat say it, so if anybody's from that old church is listening, please don't take this personally, but there were a lot of mean moments in that church where I was, they were, yeah. they were, it was not the same, even close to being the same kind of love and acceptance I find here that I did at that other place, right? Yeah. The pastor was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, the people I played with were very cool. But when there were times that were, it was just like I felt, you know, it, you know, I want to say the word alienated. Um, I don't know if that's a good fit, but there was just times where I was just like pushed off to the side, that kind of thing. And, you know, and, and I don't want this to turn into a pity party. No, 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 yeah, yeah. Because what that did, um, that humbled me to, um, in such a way 
that I really, really appreciated um, this church yeah. uh, for the love and acceptance that I found here. So, and I mean, it, it would have been really easy for me to come back, but I never really felt the call to come back here um, until the whole COVID thing yeah, was going COVID. on. Yeah, COVID. Yeah. That was so crazy, because, like, we were all, we, I mean, we knew you were playing at that other church, and mm. I know that, I mean, the praise team had kind of just accepted that you weren't here anymore. I was like, I really wish we had Mark back, because <laughs> I don't want to play bass anymore, because <laughs> I got stuck playing the bass. Right. Um, but... Yeah, and then you just showed up, and it was like, you're back on the praise team, right? <laughs> like, it was, I mean, I don't even know if Carla gave you gave you any time no, before she, she asked. It was, like, immediate, wasn't it? No, it was, well, so I Because we had that weird dynamic, I think, when you came back. Mm -hmm. We hadn't split back into two teams, I don't think, yet, no. right? No, There was still one praise team because of the COVID mess, um, partially because the other team was partially running <laughs> all of the tech at the time, I think too. But, but yeah, so, so I come back, um, and immediately it was like, um, there was a lot of love here. You know, there was yeah. a lot of like, Hey, you're, you know, you're coming back and that kind of thing. But then, you know, to be honest with you, there was really no pressure for me to get back on the praise team and, really? get, and get engaged. Oh. Um, well, that's going to have to change. We're <laughs> pressuring people that leave. No. And I mean, but you know what though? Um, that's that was a very good thing. Yeah, because, you know, because I was actually kind of um, in, I was intimidated a little bit. And it wasn't that I was intimidated to, to get up there and play with anybody. I was intimidated to, to, to say, hey, you know, you left. I, well, I left. And now you're back. So now I'm back. So, you know, I didn't want to I didn't want to feel like I was pushing my way back on there. As a matter of fact, I told uh, Carla, who's kind of running our our team. Right. Um, that um, look, you know, Tyler, who's who plays bass for Team A, I guess you would call him. Um, I'm not pushing him out of the way. You know, yeah. I am not going to do that. If that's if he wants to play every week, then so be it. He plays every week, and I'll I'll be okay. Right. Uh, but there was no pressure for me to come back. Not at not at first. Um, she needled me. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I was not going back to bass. Right. I had I had already decided that. Like, I can play bass, mm -hmm. but I don't like to play bass and sing. And they needed the male vocal. And, well, you fit both of those roles. Mm -hmm. But I just, that was not something that I enjoyed doing. I did not enjoy playing bass and singing. I don't mind playing bass, you know, alone. That's That's okay. But that's just not my... That's not where my bread and butter is. That's not my cup of tea. So I needed you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? The funny thing is, is I never, uh, when I started out, you know, playing with different bands and everything else, I never intended to play bass ever. Yeah. Um, I ended up having to play bass much like you did for this team when I was gone as a necessity. Right. And then it turned into. Did you play something else? I played guitar. Okay. Not well. Okay. Um, but I, I played. I could still play if I, if I, but I have to fight with a guitar. It always feels like the guitar is not comfortable. Yeah. Um, and I got to fight with it. The bass is, is not that for yeah. me, um, which is really strange because I was um, I've always been a rhythm guy. I always liked listening to the to music on the radio and see if I could catch the rhythm and snap sure. my fingers to it and maybe count off to see if I could find where the you know transitions are in music. Uh, but never thought of myself as a bass player, and I don't think really anybody. I mean, unless you just have a a, a real call for it or real love for it right um 
nobody goes into music intending to play a bass because it is such a background kind of instrument. Right. Um, and, you know, bands Not, and... Yeah, there's a lot less people. Well, yeah. Let's put it that way. There's yeah. a lot less people that are like, oh, let me play bass. Oh, let me play you know, bass. Like, uh, that's my interest. But when you're good at it, man, you can... You, you, you really yeah, sound Yeah, I grew awesome. up... My, my church was super blessed with talent growing up. Um, it, I mean, all, <laughs> all of our core musicians, like, played in bands in the 70s. Like, mm -hmm. there was a guy that was a part of blues stuff, knew, like, all of the top cats in blues. And he, like, was a mean bass player. He played a seven-string bass, and he, like, played a seven string you know what i mean like yeah. there's that there's that you know like i can fiddle around i can fiddle around on a bass like me myself personally mm -hmm. i can fiddle around but like not not like you or not like this guy that i grew up with. i mean and all of the talent that we had was to that caliber in fact our our sound guy was probably the best drummer i've ever heard and he refused to play the drums because I guess his a little bit of his testimony, maybe. I, I mean, I've heard a little bit of it, but like it just that took. He wanted to be in the background because he felt like that would take too much glory for himself and not enough for God. But his son played the drums, and his son was uh, an incredible. It is an incredible uh, drummer. But we had so much talent in the church that I grew up in, and man, I'll tell you what. That bass player is was was is one of my favorite people, and I, I don't know. There's something about a bassist that that you love a bass player. I don't know why. It's, you know it, what I mean? It's like, a tie-in. I mean, when when you uh, for John me, Cooper though, yeah. I mean, he's the front man and for Skillet, and yeah. he's he's the bass player. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he makes it look fun yeah <laughs> i mean it, like he makes it seem exciting you know and for me and i it, it because i'm not working at trying you know to, to push down three three strings and play six strings and making sure that oh wait a minute i'm only supposed to play five strings on this one i'm seriously like most of the time playing just a single screen string and sure. then trying to find a run in between the notes and that kind right. of thing to, to, to get from chord you know a g chord to an a or something like that um but uh, so now i'm relieved of all of this this work right it's fun it's yeah. incredibly it's a fun instrument so if you guys are look out there looking for an instrument that's fun and fairly fairly easy i mean and every style of music needs it every style of music and there's always a demand for bass players man yeah. <laughs> nobody you know, wants to play bass. nobody else will play bass <laughs> because I, I i remember uh i told uh Bass and drums. It must be just a rhythm thing. It is a rhythm. Like, because bass and drums are both always needed. Yeah. You know, like, just, I mean, those people either flake or they're just hard to find. They're hard to, well, yeah. bass players are hard to find because it's not, again, it's not that up front. It's, it's not the sexy instrument, right? right. It's Except that, for when John Cooper's on. <laughs> Except for, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, Cooper stuff, if you're listening, you know, John, it's, we love you. Mm. Absolutely. You make the bass look sexy. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. You do. I try. I fail. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. <laughs> it's because of all the donuts. That's right. Uh, they hype you up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's not talk. You know, if anybody uh, is, wants to know what that reference is about, you'll have to look back a few months at some of uh, the Rise Christian Church uh, services on YouTube. It's worth the find. I will just yeah, tell you that. It is worth the find. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a good laugh. We'll just put that. <laughs> it out, is out a there. good laugh. Well, I'll tell you what. Like you were talking about the humbling experience. Yeah. Like this last week has been really humbling for me. Um, and actually, the last couple of weeks, I, I joined. I joined a men's group. Right, not just a men's group, but like a men's discipleship group. So it's like a tiny, tiny knit group, and it's forced me to. I, really recently, like two weeks ago, it's forced me to like really be intentional about how I I place God in my life, right? So like, and how how I where I'm placing Him, not just how, but where I'm placing Him in my life. And so, um, there's been a lot of interesting things kind of develop in my personal life for for over the last couple of weeks. Just uh, one of which I'm I'm not losing my job but I'm losing my position at my job. Um, I work for a security company, so, like, we have contracts, and the contract is ending with my posi- My position's ending at the contract. They don't need it anymore. And so it was kind of out of nowhere, and I don't think that it was a wise decision for them um, just because of all the stress it's going to put on their actual employees at the condo. Um, but that's not on me, you know, so that's, that's not for me to worry about. Right. Um, my boss has stepped up and has been really great about like, we're going to, we're going to get you another supervisor position. You know, there's a couple of things that I've got in place. So, and I was able to, I was able to be like, well, it's okay that doors are shutting because God's shutting those doors and he's, he's guiding where I'm going to go next. And I was able to tell my big boss that like the boss over this branch and, in, in this side of the, the state, you know, and so I was able to just put that that little bit of God guides my paths. He goes before me, and he's opening the right doors, whatever that might might be. And he he took that in and was he claims to be Catholic, um, but it's one of those that's like I don't feel like he's a regularly practicing right, Catholic. Right. I, I've, we've had conversations about, you know, me and I'm, I'm on the track to become an elder and, and all these things. And he's really like, he's really made sure that, that a, I've had the time that I need to do the church stuff. Uh, we've, I've been really open with him about it and he's been really cool about it, which is hard to find. I feel in, in security and even more so just in in general in life but he's also been really really uh encouraging of me becoming an elder and he checks on me and he's like well, how's all that stuff going for you you know and so it's been a really cool slow process but it kind of has to be i think whenever it's your boss you know what i mean like a, like he's you know big time in charge just to be that careful you know spot but like so I was able to kind of share that with him in that way, just that, that God's, God's got me covered. Like, mm-hmm. I, I fully believe that whatever door he's shutting is for a reason and that there's going to be a different door open up when the time is right. Um, because he's like, well, I don't, I'm not, I don't have this contract yet, but I'm working on it, and it would be really that we, I would want you in this position, but then I've got this other one over here that that we're getting ready to fill the positions. But let's see what happens with this contract. And it, he's he's really like, it's cool what God's doing. So, so I found that out on Monday of last week, and we have practice on Thursday. And I I struggle with some of the music that we play just because of like I 
don't care for slow worship music for the most part. I like some of the old school, you know, like Here I Am to Worship and those sorts of slow right, songs. Right, right, right. But like, I'm just not hip on the hip. Oh my gosh. That's not, <laughs> that's not hip anymore either. Um, I'm just not really big on, on the, the, uh, <sighs> I feel like it's hipster worship. I don't know how else to say it. Like, I'm not really big on the contemporary Christian, not the poppy stuff, not the pop stuff, but, like, the, like, elevation and those, those, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole, but, like, right. but, but those style worship songs, I'm not really big on that stuff. I don't really care for a lot of that music, that style, uh, in worship, like, in a worship setting, I'm not big on, and the slower songs and stuff like that, and I've always been a big proponent of, you should be able to worship to whatever it is, right? Because what's the reason why we're worshiping, right? But man, Thursday on my ride home to to get changed to come to practice of last week, like I had already had all this like other stuff going on, right? And frustrations um, with just not knowing. I, I struggle with that. Um, but I was livid. I was so angry because I hadn't looked at our set list yet. And then I looked at it and I set up a playlist on Spotify and I listened to it all the way home. And I was so mad for the first half, right? And I just start praying and I'm like, God, I don't understand this. I don't know why we do this, you know, but I also know that I preach this whole like, you know, doesn't matter what the song is that we should be focused on worshiping in it. And not the the what we're doing, you know, the the actual what we're doing, right. but the who we're doing it for. Right. And I was like, so God, just take me off the throne of my heart, and you sit there where you belong. And it was like super humbling. And then we got to practice. Carla had had a long week. Mm. I'm sure Melinda had had a long week. Don't know. She didn't share, but Carla had shared a little bit. I had had a long week. Riley is doing college work in high school. I'm sure she had a long week. I didn't ask you or Tom, but I mean, I'm sure you guys had had long, long stretches of weeks too. But there was a lot going on, and practice for having a new song was awesome. But then we got to practice this morning, and practice I felt was better. And oh, then yeah. when we played this morning and we led worship. It was an energy that I've never felt in this church in my entire life. Yeah. Like, in, in the five, six years that I've been here, I have never felt the amount of energy that came from these quote-unquote slow songs yeah. that it just blew me away. And yeah. it was super humbling because it was like, these were ordained by God. And once once we got over ourselves, which, you know, what whatever that looked like for everybody else, I don't know. But I, I've shared what that looked like for me, right? So, like, once I got over myself and, and my desires, he stopped me from getting in my way and really in his way, right? I could have mm-hmm. come and just been super complaining all of all of practice, and it would have possibly been a train wreck, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, just bring the whole team down. But he took over and and sat on his rightful place, sorry for banging on the table. <laughs> um, he sat on his rightful place in my heart, and it was like, it just was right. And yep. and it was so humbling because it wasn't just that energy that you feel from the stage, right? Or just hearing the energy back. You could feel 
the energy in the room, physically yeah. feel the energy in the room this morning. Yeah. And it was just, it was mind-boggling. Yeah. It just was, it, it blew me away. The yeah. whole service was just, wow. So it was, it was yeah. really an awesome, awesome experience this morning I can't, in, in worship. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've uh, talked to people, you know, um, about, because, you know, they, everybody wants, you know, after a good, even a, a, a poor, um, I don't want to call it not good, a, a poor performance on a worship set. Sure, sure. Okay. Um, because worship is never poor. Worship is awesome. Right, all the right, time, right. No matter how much of you struggle with it. Um, but um, a poor performance, I'll come down and I'll talk to people, and they always want to backslap you and tell you what a great job. But anyway, uh, to my point is I keep telling people, um, I wish you could just be up there uh, for one of those times, like this morning, um, where the, the spirit is moving. And I mean, that was a that was a physical spirit well, move because and, it's such a rush to be on the platform right. and having and hearing worship bounce back to you. You know, it's basically bouncing back to you as it's traveling to God, and then it's just, yeah, guys, you you have no idea what a rush that and is. And I think at one point you. I think it was you that said, like, told them to just sing it out. Yeah. And Carla and Riley just, it, we, it wasn't planned. Yeah. But Carla and Riley just, like, backed off, and it was incredible. It was incredible. And that, that, was, uh, that was completely unplanned, but it was just like, I, God told, I, I don't want to say God told me, because, you know, yeah, I'm not no, really. God did. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's totally how it is. The Holy uh, Spirit it just led you, right? Yeah, he so led like, me to just say, get up there and just say, tell them to sing louder. Right. Is what I heard. Hey, man, that's, that is the Holy Spirit. And that's like, that's what I harp on where we need to get, I feel like, every week. Mm-hmm. is just letting the Holy Spirit guide what we actually do. Knowing the music is important for that. Right. You know, practicing the music is important for that. Mm-hmm. But just letting the Holy Spirit take over whenever he steps in, it just, it's incredible. I don't know. I was... And it wasn't one of those, because I always pray every time, every Sunday that, that I'm playing, God, whatever it sounds like up here, change it between here and there yep. be- before it hits their ears so that it's glorifying to you. Absolutely. Because I always feel, I mean, a lot of times I feel like, man, it was just rough. You know, like it was great in, in the moment, but it's just like, man, that was a rough service, you know. Um, as a musician, I just can't, I can't help it, you know. But, but man... This morning, like, it wasn't just changed between here and there, but the bounce back yeah. was, it was, it was awesome. It yeah. just, I don't know. And everybody so, I've talked to have said the same thing. Yeah. Everybody. So, and I just want to point something out. Um, you said you were having that rough Thursday and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. The rough, rough week on Thursday. Right. Um, I even pointed out on Thursday when we started gearing up and getting ready that, uh, I was completely unprepared. Right, completely right. unprepared. I had not listened to one note in any of that that list. And matter of fact, song two, I knew, um, and I was thinking I could just breeze through it. And and no, that that's not. Yeah. I struggled with that song more than any other song that we we played. Yeah. Um, but look how God took that that you know that mishmash that you were going through, the the completely unpreparedness that I was going through, the stuff that the rest of the team yeah. was going through, and just manufactured something absolutely 
Outstanding. And I felt like like practice was even just incredible. Yeah. It was a good time of worship for us. Yes. You know, so it was it was definitely an incredible it's worth going and listening to October third. Yep. I'm just saying, like, if you guys haven't if you guys don't listen to or watch our our sermons, uh I would I would encourage we we finally fixed the audio and everything, so it actually sounds decent now. Um, so that was a long haul, but uh, but it's finally to a decent standard spot now. And so um, check it out. Check out yeah. October third and just worship with us um, as as you watch because it 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 was it was awesome. It was very cool. It was I was so good. I was spent. Uh, to be oh, yeah. to be honest with you, I, I was, was exhausted. Yeah, I was spent. As a, when we came back to close service, um, I was spent then, and I yeah. was just like, I have to muster up just enough energy to to, to help carry us out. But I I went home, and yeah. my wife is home uh, today. So oh, yeah, yeah, we were supposed to go around and do some window shopping, and you know, we were going to spend the day together. And uh, I sat on the couch, and she's looking at me. She goes, "You don't feel like going anywhere." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "No, we you know we're going to go." Um, yeah, she could I tell felt I was exhausted. exhausted too. Man, I couldn't believe how exhausted I was after yeah. this. We did three songs. Yeah. Like I've been playing music my whole life. I've been playing I've played four hour sets before and not felt as exhausted as I did today. Yeah. And that's a good thing. So yeah, guys, when... it was it was so good. It we were sweating. Yep. I mean, like literally dripping yeah. sweat yeah. off of our faces. Yeah. It yeah. was so oh, it was so energized, so so much incredible. So don't, you know, guys out there, um, God's calling you for something. He's calling you. If you're not a believer, he's calling you home. Okay. If you are a believer, he's calling you for something. Yeah. Tune into it, man. Take a couple, take a, take a little time. Get, get close with God. Get by yourself. Put yourself in your prayer closet. Yeah. I, my best, some of my my best one on one times with God is when I'm riding on the motorcycle on an empty highway, and it's hard to find around here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, yeah. I I know where they are, and and you know just just listen to that call, man, and and not just listen to it, act on it, because well, I think yeah. the rewards on the other side of that action, um, you're gonna be amazed. Yeah, for sure, and I'll tell you, through the humbling moments. Mm. It means God's got something to bless you with mm. on the other side. Mm. I'll tell you. Um, hang on a second. Well, I, <laughs> so I was getting ready to take a drink. <laughs> oh, my throat is this killing me. But um, getting back to that, getting back yeah. to that humble, right? So that that church humbled me down. Um, and so when I came back, it, and it's still uh, it still weighs on me a little bit that you know especially after a service that we had, like we had this morning that, you know, I'm, I start doing this for the wrong reasons. Mm. Um, so it's, the humble is good. Um, and it's, and it's something that I, I struggle to hold on to every day. And, but, and the other thing that that's really kind of cool about the humble is look at where Riley's at now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I, uh, she was part of the, the youth team right. uh, back before I left, um, way back before I left. Um, I, you know, I knew she had talent. Right. I knew she had talent. 
I I, I didn't did feel like know she had she, the attitude. I, yeah, but man, she has just really yeah. risen to the occasion, right? Yeah. And I don't think that would have been the case. And again, here I go. You know, I, again, I want to sure. word this very carefully because the humble is, is I want to stay in this humble. You know right. what I mean? Um, I don't think that would have been the case if, if I was still here through, you know, past that the, the two years. Sure. Um, because absence, you know, there's there's nece- absence it's, builds necessity, which builds right. somebody who's gonna who's gonna fill that spot. Well, not only that, but absence allows you to gain a new perspective, right? So, like you may not have, you may have filled a spot that she may have been filling, but you, who knows? You may not have given her the opportunity. You know, we, she may have not have gotten the opportunity to even grow, you know? Like, I don't know that you guys would have meshed when she first started. Exactly. You know? So, like, and not that, not because of you or because of her. It just, I, knowing, you know, the two of you guys is like, you might not have meshed. I don't know that, I don't know that I meshed that great with, with Riley at first. Um, but, man, being able to step away, like, I stepped away during COVID because I just, I couldn't. I, I had some struggles of my own. I had to remember and be humbled before about the whole, you know, it's, it's why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, the whole, the, I can worship to anything. Right. Like, it doesn't have to be the way I want it to be. Right. And I struggled with that, and so I stepped out of Praise Team, and that created other holes, you know? Like, people are having to jumble around and fill things, and I don't know that me and Riley would have meshed that great whenever whenever she came to. But, man, I'll tell you what, that girl can worship. Yes, she can. She can worship. She, she can. And I think that our voices mesh so well. to all, The four of us, mm-hmm. ugh. It, the harmonies that are happening and everything, it's just so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And God knows what he's doing. Yeah. You know, like, as as hard as it is for, for me to be humble at times, um, like, God God knows what he's doing, man. Right. And it's so good. Right. And it's so great to be a part of it. Right. Um, being humbled hurts sometimes, for sure. For it sure. It doesn't always, but most of the time it does, right? For sure. You know? But, man, the blessings on the other side, yeah. they're so good. Yeah. They're so worth yeah. it. I mean, it, it was, uh, uh, you know, going through that that time of, of, of being in that other church. And because I was really, and I told all those guys at one point, we had this big team meeting where we were we were discussing, and I forgot exactly what the discussion was. And I said, I know who the weakest link in this, in this team is. I said, it's me, you know, so I'm working extra hard. And it seemed like the harder I worked, the more I failed, you know, and I, yeah, uh, yeah it was, it was a really, yeah. I mean, I, I, I thank God for, for putting me through it. Right. Because, um, because I, it needed to happen. Right. Uh, but man, what a, what a time, you know, now the, all that being said, um, I don't want to disparage the other church at all. Oh no. Yeah. Because they they also filled a need that a, a hole in my life that I was, you know, I needed to see something else. I needed to be in the background. I needed to be, you know, not that front guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge believer that we have different churches because we're built differently. Mm-hmm. Right. So like we fill different needs. 
I, I feel that way about different denominations. I, I get so upset that we we die on hills that are stupid when it comes to doctrinal stuff. Yep. Um, we die on hills that are secondary doctrines, right? Things that don't don't really matter in the grand scheme of everything, right? Because like the important things, God exists. You know, He's yeah. perfect. He's the creator of all things. He's loving. He's He's those things. You know, who God is, right? And then like Jesus died for the fact that we are sinners and we fall short of of god's glory right like and so he came and died for us he was man he was god he was you know raised again you know on the third day and and these things right that's that's primary doctrines but then like we die on hills that are stupid like when he's coming back right or how we're supposed to be in worship like are we supposed to have musical instruments who cares? Just worship God. Yeah. Like, like we die on these stupid hills, right? But then we, we not only die on those hills, but like then we get it to the point where it's like, you can't go to that church because they are false prophets. And it's like, well, hold on a second. I mean, just because they have louder music than here doesn't mean that they're not a biblical church, right? So long, long rabbit rabbit trail just to say like, I personally believe that different denominations and different churches are different parts of the body, right? Like I, I joke because I say the Pentecostals are the mouth and the Baptists are the butts. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, I was raised Baptist, so it, it's okay, right? Maybe we're the guts. I don't, I don't know, because we do like to eat. But, um, so anyways, uh, but I, I, I truly believe that. And so, like, if we're, if each church is different, because that's how they're created, right? The people that are in it, the people that lead it, that means that they serve different purposes. You know, they fill different holes. And mm -hmm. so God calling you to that church for that time wasn't where you're supposed to be permanently, but it filled a hole that you needed that they provided. Right. That's you know exactly what I mean? Like, right. I mean, and that happens all over. So, like, one of my biggest things is, like, oh, we got to stop this whole, like, hating on each other or wanting to be my church or, you know, like, let's just get people to know Jesus, mm -hmm. you know, like, and, and Jesus will guide them where they need to be at that moment. If it's not this physical location at Rise Christian Church, okay. Yeah. Like, then if it's the Pentecostal church down the road, okay. Like, the point is that they know Jesus, right? Right. Like, like Paul believed that to the point of he was like, if they could go, if it cost me going and knowing Jesus and and going to heaven, if that if if I could trade that so that all of them, that's the point, right? Is that's the heart and the mentality that we are called to have? Yeah, is that they know Jesus. Jesus provides. Mm -hmm. Therefore, if they're not coming here and they're going there, and and we're still just being like Jesus, you know. Then, then like he's gonna provide here, yeah, and he's gonna provide there, yeah. You know, like yeah. there, this this whole thing is fake. And you know what the greatest the greatest thing is is that we know why. Mm. It's because the Satan, it's the Satan, yeah. it's, it's the devil, it's 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 the the evil that we typically blame for the bad things that we do that has come in and he actually has caused the confusion, mm -hmm. right? He has kind of blurred the lines and gotten those of us who are passionate about things to make things seem muddier, 
right? Right. And so, so it's it's one of those things that we know the problem. We know who caused the problem. We know his outcome, right? We know his fate, and and so we also know the solution. Mm-hmm. And and it's just a call to action. Right. I mean, even if this is just a call to action for you guys now, like stop looking at other denominations and churches as the enemy because we have an enemy that is of a power level in which we cannot comprehend. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that Jesus made himself lower than the angels, which means that they have more power than we do and they are above us in some manner of speaking, Mm -hmm. right? He, He finds us more precious because, you know, he sent his son to die for us and redeem mm-hmm. us, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's not the case for for the chunk of angels that decided however that went down, yeah, right? Because we don't we don't really know right. all that much. But but like they are extraordinarily powerful beings. And that's our actual enemy. Right. And the more that we fight each other, the harder it is to fight our enemy. Yeah. I mean, united we stand. Right. Divided we fall. Right. Like that there's a reason for that, you let, know. Let so. me let me expand that circle just a little bit. Sure. Um you know, we're talking about infighting and that kind of thing. Um what does that do to our witness? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because because oh, yeah. one of the callings that Jesus had for us um was that we go out and make disciples of the world, right? Right. So how does the world look on us when we can't even agree not even agree but learn to accept each other's differences yeah you know why would anybody on the outside looking in and seeing us fight because of just what you said the dying on the hill for dumb stuff yeah um why would anybody join anything like that right um you know as far as i'm concerned if if i'm on the outside looking in at, at any organization you know forget the church for just a second if i'm looking at just maybe going into another job or 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 whatever, and right. I and I start hearing about you know well you know Joey Baloney over here is you know he's he's a jerk and you know he doesn't he doesn't you know do his job right or any of that kind of stuff. What incentive is that to even consider getting involved? You know, and yeah. then and then we lose souls. You know right. what I mean? We you know there's souls right. that are not being saved because of us dying. Or dying on a hill for dumb stuff. I mean, I think right. you nailed it. And I think that I think that I think that a lot of a lot of I don't know how else I don't know how to say this. A lot of non leadershipy people in the church. Um, I don't know how else to say that. Regular yeah. congregants. I I don't know. I don't want to like talk down because I don't I don't think that way of them. But like I don't know how else to say it. So. Um, but I feel like a lot of a lot of people who claim Christ get caught up on some of the they get confused. It's not explained, right? Mm-hmm. What 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 what's the difference between a primary doctrine and a secondary doctrine? You know, they don't understand that stuff. Maybe it's the big words. I don't know. Like right. it could be because I have trouble with big words too, right? So like, I feel like. We're not doing enough as the leadership in the churches to stand up and say, this is what is important. Right. 
to some extent these other things are, but this is what's important. Go spread that. Right. The rest of it we get to figure out together. Exactly. You know, like, and and we can be wrong. It's totally okay to be wrong, right? Like, I don't ever think I am, <laughs> but when I am, I accept it, right? So like, it's totally okay to be wrong, and we don't we don't have that in the church, mm-hmm. and we don't teach that it's okay to mm-hmm. be wrong. Mm-hmm. We we only. We sometimes will be like, and I, I don't know if Nick does this often, so nothing against him. I just mean in general. Sometimes we are very much like, you know, if don't, but don't just take my word for it. Go look it up. Go look it up. But like, we don't teach them how to do that. Yep. We don't teach them how to do that. Yep. And it's not, it's not as intuitive as everybody says, right? Mm-hmm. Like everybody's like, oh, just read it, right? Well, yeah, it's important to know what it says, but like, you got to, like, study it. It's not just reading like you read a book. It's mm-hmm. not. And I will argue till I'm blue in the face about that. Because on face value, it says one thing. But once you understand why it says it, it might say a different. You know what I mean? So that's where all the, the people will say, well, it, it contradicts itself. Well, no, you didn't understand what I was saying. Because, because in their time, this was an important thing that was going on at this point in time, whatever it might be, you know. And, and they, people have to realize that it was written to a specific people mm-hmm. at a specific time. But we can use it to edify the body. Right. You know? Right. Like to, to for the betterment of the body. Like but it was written Paul literally writ, wrote the Corinthian letters to the church of Corinth. He didn't write it to Ephesus. He mm. didn't write it to the Colossians, he whoever, you know, like right. he didn't write it to these other people, right? Or to the Roman church or any of those things. Like he wrote it to the Corinthians. It was specifically to address things that were going on at the church in Corinth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we have to understand that. We have to try to understand what was going on in that church to understand why he said the things. It's not just as simple as face value. Jesus is. Right. But we got to start teaching people that you got to study Scripture and what that means, what that looks like. Because simply reading it right. doesn't necessarily give understanding. It can, don't get me wrong. But I think there's it's it's harder than that. Yep. It's work. And the and the call to action to, to, to Christians that have been out there for a long time and just coming in on Sunday and going home. You're the tip of the spear, guys. You're where it's at. So it's up to you. If you've been, you know, if you've been coming and going from church and that's all you've been doing, you're missing the boat. You know, you've been called to make disciples, right? And I don't want to say it's it, it's nowhere near uh, going to bring you salvation if you start getting involved. But what it is going to do is it's going to bless your life, you know? Well, not only that, but you guys are the game changers. Yeah. You guys, you guys who aren't actively pursuing discipling. Yep. 
and aren't actively this is my first discipleship that i've done mm-hmm. i've this is my first men's group that i've been a part of okay like of of a small core group of guys that just meet together right we go through this book we're, we're going through this book and we're holding each other accountable and and these things this is the first time i've ever been a part of that as well just ever in a men's men's group mm-hmm. wise i've been to like a men's bible study or a men's like group where we show up and there's 30 guys or whatever but not an intimate setting Mm -hmm. and like whenever you get to that point of discipleship even after week one yeah it's a game changer it's a game changer and you know what not only that but like the people that are here in churches that have been there for a long time that show up even if you show up every sunday that's not the norm, right? You, it's not normal for somebody to show up every Sunday. Right. That's just not a thing that happens. The average churchgoer shows up maybe twice a month. Um, but even if you're just if you're here every Sunday, and you go home Sunday and Wednesday, even I'll give you that. But you're not actively studying scripture, studying not just reading, but studying scripture, and you're not discipling. You're the game changer. Exactly. You are the game changer. You want things to change in this country? Step up. Step up. I'm not saying that I'm perfect in it, right? Like, I just admitted that this is the first time I've ever been part of this discipleship group type thing. But, like, if you want things to change in the world, that's what it takes, mm-hmm. is you stepping up. Mm-hmm. Because you're the only one that you, you that can change you, right? You're right. the only one that can make decisions for yourself and what you choose to do. Step up. Because yeah. you're the game changer. You're the one who's going to change the world. Right. Right. And you will, when you step up, you will affect others. You know, you will affect others, whether it's your, you know, your spouse, you know, somebody within your family, somebody's going to see it. You're already somebody, affecting Yeah, others. you're already affecting the others you're, by not stepping up. By not stepping up, you're holding people back. Mm-hmm. You're stopping people from knowing the Lord. And you know what? I get so tired of hearing about heaven because, like, here on earth, we shouldn't— I don't—honestly, I, I think we shouldn't necessarily be talking about heaven very much because that's not what it's about, right? What, what it's about is the getting to know Jesus. And when people are on fire about just getting to know Jesus— Heaven's a bonus, yeah. right? Like heaven's the heaven's the 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 place we get to hang out with Jesus all the time in in person, you know, kind of a thing. But like, it's it's that's a perk, right? But it's when you know Jesus and you have a personal relationship with Him, that's what Christianity is about. It's right. not about heaven and hell, right? right? That's consequences of what you choose here on earth, right? right. Or not choose. You know, but you're making a choice. But but that's we we talk so much about heaven and hell and it comes up so much like tracks, right? I used to love tracks, to be honest with you, but like it it focuses so heavy on heaven and hell and it misses Jesus in the middle. It it shows that he's the he's the thing that gets you from heaven to hell, right? But like it misses the whole relationship that you get to have in between. Which is the great thing about it? He literally gives us hope for everything and in everything that we do. Right. That was one thing about the other the the, the other church that was. It, it kind of perplexed me at first, um, but you know, as I started to get more and more involved with them, they were always talking about the kingdom of God is already here. 
It's already here on earth. We're working within the kingdom of God right now. The heaven is just where the kingdom of God is going to go. Um, and that was really kind of hard to get my head around because you, when you think about the thing, the, the kingdom of God, um, you know, you always consider that to be heaven. But I think the kingdom of God is here. Well, Jesus said it was. Yeah, exactly. Jesus said it was. It, it, so it's here. Right. And the work is— He established it here. It, yeah, the work is here. Right. We got to work now. That was what was prophesied. Yep. That he, he established his kingdom here. And it will—I it, mean, we may go to heaven eventually— but it says that there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth, and that there's going to be a new Jerusalem. And, and so, like, okay, we, we are the church, mm-hmm. not the building. Correct. We right. are the sanctuary, not the building. Right. We are the kingdom, not a physical place. Exactly. So act like it. Yep. Live it. Yep. Take the power now. We've been given we've been given the power to to fight the most powerful things we've never seen, right? <laughs> like most people uh, probably haven't seen a demon, but they're more powerful than any creature on earth currently right. except for the Holy Spirit. Correct. And man, that power it's it's incredible what Jesus does to overcome the things in our lives. Mm-hmm. But we have to want it. Exactly. We have to pursue it. Yep. We have to pursue that relationship. We have to study, not just read. We have to meditate on it all day. Yep. And we have to start saying, God, take me off the throne of my heart, and you come sit where your rightful place is. Change my heart, change my mind, and just take back over. Because right now, <laughs> I'm in my flesh. Mm-hmm. And we have to start taking responsibility for taking back our world. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the challenge to you guys. This this next week, pray hard. Pray hard. And and you seek out God like you've never done before. And I promise it won't stop. Yeah. And Don't... things will change in your life, change all things in your church, things will change in your community. And the world will be changed by you starting to pursue God yep. instead of just showing up on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night. Get involved with discipling. Yep. Don't stuff out the call, folks. Go get it. So thanks for joining us today. Uh, it's been a really good time of a fellowship discussion, um, call to action, uh, and God bless. God bless. Hey, thanks for joining us. Make sure to subscribe and give us a like on iTunes and Spotify so that you will never miss a show. And while you're at it, check out our Facebook and Instagram pages and make sure you tell your friends about this show. You don't want them to miss out on the truth because we are all about the truth here. Thanks for joining us this week and God bless.